0: Okay, Chris, that's the theme of today's podcast. Grow faster by moving faster. Moving faster. Okay?
1: faster.
0: On LinkedIn, and the feed is is going like this. And then they see, oh, oh, what's that? What's that podcast? Having a hard time moving fast with your marketing? Why don't you watch this podcast? It podcast episode Hi. 44 goosedigital.com. Who do we have? Chris O'Neill,
1: Robin kroll Gavin Butler,
0: Michael Turksani. Grow faster by moving faster. We're not 100% sure if that title is going to stick, but that's the theme for today.
1: We're going to test it.
0: The issues being that um, everyone needs to do more with less. Um, and every business owner, marketing leader, essentially wants to grow the business. That's, that's kind of what they're there to do. And if you're unable to move through your campaigns and through your activities at a reasonable speed, then your growth likely isn't gonna come as fast as it could. So we wanna explore that a little bit. Why don't we just dig into some of the problems here that we've been seeing the issue, the issue at hand. Uh, Chris, can I, can I kick, have you kick off to describe this problem of not being able to move fast enough? Why? Why is that
2: kind of, what what are we seeing? Well, what we're seeing is that there is simply and and just like without, without sort of putting too much sort of uh, flour around it, it's like There's just too much to do in order to sort of engage audiences, uh, things have just gone from, you know, picking up the phone and sort of making contact with with one person in a in an organization to needing to, you know, needing ongoing sort of communication, um, education, um, you know, promotion, you've got all these different elements, then you've got all the different, uh, um, all the different channels that need to be maintained, you need to create content. Anyways, I'm just going through the, you know, all the things that need to be done in order to keep engagement with an audience um, have just, you know, um, multiplied into, uh, into an enormous amount of work we deal with a lot of organizations that have very few sort of varies because in some cases you've got a very large sort of marketing department where we're adding, you know, pieces and augmenting their team. In other cases, there's very little, um, you know, sort of hands-on in terms of creating this, um, you know, marketing assets, creating plans, strategy, the whole thing needs to be, you know, needs to be sort of managed on an ongoing basis. So without people to kind of, you know, lead the charge, um, these things just don't get done.
1: You know, Chris, I I like what you were saying there. I think, and we've talked about this a lot on on different podcasts, but this idea of like, there's a sales cycle for everything now. And, you know, COVID, I think has added to that a little bit in terms of like all these unknowns and business uncertainties and and how they're going to spend their, whatever their available dollars are today. But we have clients who sell solutions at, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of dollars per year. And we have clients on the other end of the spectrum who sell things for hundreds of dollars a year. And it seems to me like the sales cycles for the bigger ticket items are longer, but in some cases, not by much. And I think it goes to this, this idea of one, marketing has a lot of cycles and like work to do to, to get the conversion and the sale. And I think really at the end of the day, marketing's about consistency, continuity, and just staying Top of mind with an audience, whether they're close to pulling the trigger on something or if they're just starting to understand who the provider is and what the service may be. So I, I like that mention because I think it's really important.
3: And uh, you know, also to follow up on what you said, Chris, with all those additional things that that uh, marketing departments are tasked with, and you think of like the growth of the number of channels and what does that mean from a skill set? You know, who do you actually need to have? On a team, or the, or the just the the breadth and the depth of skills that you would need to have to be able to do all of those things, and and I think that adds to the challenge of, of a marketing department as as they're trying to do more with less.
1: That's a good one. I, a third one for me that sort of piggybacks on both those items, but a lot of Robin, what you're saying with regards to doing more with less is there's a lot more to do today, and I think marketing teams are busy, and marketing's got infinitely more complicated, whether it's through technologies or or new channels that didn't even exist two years ago. What is TikTok? I don't even know, but it's huge and like, we've gotta be on it. And so I think Mm -hmm. marketing teams are now tasked with understanding all these new mediums, all these new technologies to support it, building a strategy around it that hopefully makes some kind of sense and adds some level of value for the business, all without growing their teams or the amount of time in a day. And so as a result, they're spreading thinner and thinner across a broader range of things and the overall impact seemingly is marketing is not doing too much
0: yeah and and i think some of these items seem like simple concepts right like to the executive team and the and you know in some ways maybe the concept itself is reasonably simple like we'd like to send you know a cross-sell email to a particular amount of our customer base well that sounds like a simple straightforward concept but then when you look at underneath and say well what are all the steps that really go into pulling something like that off? In 2020, yeah. um, it isn't it isn't as straightforward. I mean, we were just talking about some of the data services that that we offer here at Goose Digital and why um, those are becoming almost like critical that that they're that they're followed prior to the execution of these campaigns. So I think a lot some of these you know campaign ideas they they're simple and I can see how it's very frustrating for you know an executive team or you know business leaders or the sales organization when they really are just looking to drive that engagement to your point Chris and 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 get these programs out the door so that they have a they have something to talk about and there's there's interest that's being created when in reality knitting all these pieces together in in some sort of semi-cohesive way and to your point Kev being consistent at it it's not so simple.
1: Totally.
0: So yeah, you know, I think we've nailed the, the, the problem or the issue that, that we've been hearing a lot about. I don't know, Chris, or if anyone else wants to, to dial in on any other ones before we move on to sort of the platform piece.
2: Well, the one thing I just wanted to sort of, uh, I wanted to, to, uh, to take one of Robin's points about the tech in particular, because I think one of the things that's happened over the last you know several years, Kevin probably has the numbers in terms of the explosion of, of uh, you know, MarTech that sort of come out. Um, And is available and is is sort of a standard within the, uh, you know, within any organization that's got a marketing team, there's this this, this tech stack that is needed in order to actually not spend your whole day kind of drawing from various sort of software is to kind of pull together a decent report. So you basically have all these efficiencies that's built into this tech stack. So a marketer, you know, no longer can just be good at sort of writing email content or or website content. There has to be that sort of ability to kind of draw that, that The technical piece together as well um, or to have an individual that's capable of doing that so we've got this this term unicorn that's like oh you got the tech side you've got the communication side you know all all in one those guys are rare they are unicorns and and you know when you've got one like you know hang on for all you can like if you if you do but really you you typically would need sort of investment from um, you know in in both of those areas just in order to keep up with with uh, you know putting out um, important you know information to your customers, important information to your prospects, and keeping that uh, keeping that that funnel going with all the reporting needed to continuously uh, modify and uh, and optimize. optimize what what it is that you're doing. Thanks, Mike.
1: And Chris, you. you're right. It is now as of this year, Chief Martech latest report says uh, a total of eight thousand martech solutions on the market today and available that's up 13 and a half percent from 2019 wow
3: wow crazy
0: so i think having a platform is where we wanted to go next i mean you know a platform is is a few different things that we're going to talk about um but having a platform for your marketing environment can really help uh you achieve that that speed um and agility that um everyone is hoping for. I mean, part of that platform you touched on already, Chris, but we'll we're going to expand on it. Um, and I think to the point on the unicorn, we didn't we didn't really discuss that earlier. But I, I kind of like that idea that if you're got a, if you have a lot that's locked up in uh, a, a couple of people in in your marketing organization, and you happen to found have found those unicorns, all the more reason to sort of really understand a platform and and have a uh, an approach that you're using that kind of goes beyond a few unicorns that if one of those unicorns were to leave which we see all the time is a lot of the reasons why we get inbound leads is because there there was a a body that left that kind of had a lot of that locked up inside them and and now they've got a real gap Um, that having a platform can kind of remove those components a little bit and and ensure that you've got um, the ability to have turnover in your team and and, and also expand your team more efficiently. So let's talk about a couple of elements of the platform. Before we get to tech, why don't we talk a bit about like what process, the the, the three areas really that we were uh, looking at from a marketing platform, around process, the tech stack itself, and then through that really your analytics or your measurement framework that you're able to have as a result. why don't we talk about process? Kev, do you want to start there and maybe uh, go around from, from that direction?
1: Well, process is a, especially as it relates to these platforms, can be pretty broad. Maybe the best place to start is talking about how specifically it can be used within a marketing organization um, as far as developing campaigns, developing them quicker, having some sort of established but no process, but established way of using these things where you can build a campaign once and then reuse bones of that for the next one and the next one, iterate quicker. And then as a result, you can hopefully be firing multiple campaigns once you get one up and running and working to a decent level of performance. So I guess that's probably the first place that these technologies can support process.
0: Robin, you wanna go next?
3: Yeah, so I think in addition to, well, I guess capitalizing on the process, to me, is going to be the efficiencies that you get from the processes. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, so okay, that's one aspect of um, you, know, a, you know a campaign example, and then you can you know you can repeat the 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 the, um, the the campaign. But if you think about all the components within these platforms, and the efficiencies that you get from just having. One platform that is going to allow you to do four or five different things that you were previously doing across four or five different platforms. So there's that efficiency of having that all in one, all in one place. Efficiencies from um, you know skill sets, um, from the the data, everything being there to vendor management because that's actually something else and we're talking about something that these marketing teams are doing is that they're managing all the relationship with all those different vendors so these platforms have a number of efficiencies and these efficiencies go a long way of being able to do a lot more with less people in less time
1: yeah just to, to, to build off that because i think you're right and you're, you're certainly on something is um i think when when developing a marketing campaign, there's two aspects of, of process, right? It's one, it's sort of trying to figure out how you would actually go and execute it in these marketing tools, and then two, going to actually do it. And I think if we all sat around today and said, okay, well, we want to have a, a vertical focus on, you know, whatever, CIOs, and we went and built it, we could easily dovetail that into a CTO campaign in a month's time and it would take like half the time to go and build because we've got an understanding as to how the tool works and then more importantly the bones of how that program would set up so that we wouldn't have to spend time thinking about all those details we could just spend the time thinking about the message possibly new assets and a bit more about the the specific audience like the segmented audience so there really is sort of a you can get to market quicker the second, third, fourth time around. And hopefully those first and second campaigns that you've built can still run because they're valuable. And all of a sudden now marketing, a marketing team is achieving a level of scale um, Mm -hmm. through this automation. That's sort of what these tools promise. And that's kind of a realistic view, I think, as to how a marketer can successfully use these tools
2: couple of quick things I just wanted to mention first of all it's it's not unusual we, we talk to people that have some like a, uh, some piece of sort of email software that they're using you know uh, you know maybe not mentioning any names but we all know who they are and it's basically an email platform that allows them to import their existing customer base and, and email them um, you know the crossover between um, between sort of B to C which really set the bar for our B to b what the expectations are in the B2 b marketplace it's like this is a standard. I'm expecting to get communication and information from my my provider. What the platform does, the marketing automation platform, it brings in a good sort of number of that Martech stack, sort of the basics to be able to, to sort of automate all of those things. And beyond the email program allows you to, without having intervention, that's personal intervention, basically respond to the responders. So in other words, you've got email coming, you know, Responding to your email going out, there's an automatic one going back out to sort of, you know, tighten the, you know, not tighten the news, basically create, you know, sort of more of an understanding of where that particular customer is going and bring them along the marketing funnel a little bit further, all through that automation piece. So the things that used to be 8, 10, 12 different separate platforms, to Robin's point, are all in the one. Um, that doesn't discount the value of these other. Was it eight thousand Kev? All these other tech uh, that's, that's out there. But it's like that gets you to the minimum. That gets you to the place where your customers and your prospects expect you to be from a from a, a, a you know interactive standpoint. So, so, like so, so, so I'm just
3: going uh, to Chris's example. You know the, um, you know that that kind of a, a trigger type of campaign, because that's a great example of of the process driving an efficiency, driving marketer marketing even further, right? So it's sure. it's the efficiency and the, the doing more with less, all in one example.
2: And it yeah. sounded so, like I was trying to put somebody into a corner there. Uh, that's not what I that's not what I meant. Just understanding our customer better. How's that? Yeah,
3: Robin, is that better? It's be- oh, good.
2: Okay. Yeah, the
0: tech. We dovetailed a bit into the tech, and I think the pro- the process being, you know, be like to your to everyone's point here. I think Kev, you kind of raised it the, the first time, you know, above above the actual stack, which which is the technology underneath it, which we've now going to move into that. You know, the process being how in which you actually run these campaigns, and I think as a leader, if you're evaluating. Or marketing function. I think it's those are great questions to ask. You know, what kind of documentation do we have on the programs that we run? What's our standard approach to deploying one of these, you know, new customer welcomes or one of these styles of automated programs that, that we that we that we have? And then almost having, I think, in many many ways, going back to issue number one, teams being so busy that having that marketing catalog of of the things that we do have running and how we can go do more that's just, you know, so far down the list of creating, but if you're evaluating your marketing function, these are things, these are checklist items that you're going to want to go through and say, yeah, we've got that nailed down at least to some version one level or version two level where if we need to like be changing the real, the real crux of it, which might be our audience and our message or our value proposition, we can sort of slide at least under kind of some, some decent frameworking here. And then knowing that you you've got a tech stack that I think this will be harder for business leaders to really evaluate because they won't know the details to your point, Chris, you know, you'll have 8,000 on a list and what's this one versus that one. It'll be a little bit more tricky for them to really evaluate, but the point being that if your tech stack is highly labor intensive, meaning if you have full-time resources that are, you know, having to manage all these these pieces to the puzzle, and sure, I bet they do like operating the systems, that's probably an indication that there's, there's some uh, efficiency within the actual technology that you're using. The opportunities, efficiency in the, uh, opportunities for efficiency in the technology that you're using. So you may have a stack today but it might be quite disparate and it might be heavily labour intensive to kind of keep it going. Why don't we talk about measurement? That's the last piece of the stack. And Robin, you know, since this is your wheelhouse, I'll turn it over to you first. But, you know, in terms of now really understanding, I guess, if you're a business leader and looking at trying to grow grow faster by moving faster, what does that mean to you
3: from a measurement perspective? Right. And you can't grow faster or move faster until you understand where you are. Right? And and that's one of the things that stopping leaders saying, well, I, I don't I don't know how my last campaign performed. I don't know if we're doing better, we're doing worse, because I really have no way to get all that data together. And uh, maybe I do, but you know it takes my team a month every time. That that's just not efficient and effective. So the you know the benefit of, of these platforms is that. The data that you need to make these decisions, or first of all, to measure and evaluate, make these decisions, they're contained in a single place. Um, And that's going to give you insight into who my audience is, how my audience is growing, how, where, and why they're engaging, um, at what point in the customer journey do they engage, do they drop off, um, and what's my return on investment. So from a leadership perspective, if you could measure all of those things, and again, I've just thrown out a few of the top line things. If you had that reporting built into a platform, so at the end of every single one of your campaign or in the middle of a campaign, you could see those results, you would have that visibility to to understand uh, how you're doing and how to move forward. And you know, we've, we've heard that from so many, so many of our customers is that being able to have that reporting at their fingertips was hugely beneficial uh, without having to have an additional resource or a ton of extra hours in order to pull that together.
0: Who wants to take measurement
1: next? Well, it's funny, Robin, like, as you were saying that, it just caught me one, there's, there's sort of like three things there and, and that really like play into measurement being effective. I think one, and this goes to Mike's point, Yes, there's 8,000 tools. You may need one or, or maybe all 8,000, but it's like, what does it do? Who is it supposed to be communicating and engaging to? And what role does it play in that communication process? And then the third part that really leans into uh, to measurement and then data collection is what are the results it's supposed to show? And is the executive leadership aligned with what the, the executors in the ground level are doing so that when the executors come back and say, we've been doing this for a month and this is what we've seen, does that align with what one the executives look to see in order to make like an actual business decision, whether to keep going, keep investing, or just cut it off altogether. Mm -hmm. And then two, from there, can it actually be understood internally across all teams and functions? And so if, if the answer is yes to both of those, then I think then these tools really, show the value of communications. It shows where improvements can be made and thus if it should be continued to be done the way it's been doing. But that's really gotta be, and we see this uh, challenge so often in organizations we work and talk to is that there really isn't that kind of alignment in terms of what reporting needs to be seen and what kind of levels of engagement we can show for. And from there, there's that, that, that usually that gap between the marketing manager says, this is what's going on. And the executives kind of throw their hands in the air and say, well, I don't even understand what that means. Yeah.
2: Yep. yep. So the, the one I was going to say about, I thought Robin's list of kind of things you want to measure was, was great. And then followed up by Kevin for sure. Um, the ROI thing. And again, I just, just really a quick point about the ROI, which Robin mentioned, I know it's important. I know it's, it's a, it's an important measurement that everybody understands and nobody sort of gets out of a meeting without, you know, having to answer that question or to yeah. you know dodge that question, I guess. But it's like um, sometimes the R- ROI is like something else. In other words, like so. Yeah, there's return on investment in dollars and in like spend, like versus spend. All that is is I understand all of that, but. The, the, the point about getting involved in, a, in, in expanding your marketing reach and expanding your marketing uh, capabilities and functionality within an organization, it's not just ROI, okay? It's not just that. There are other things that need to be measured, and that's what these tools are all about. 20 years ago, uh, a CEO could go on instinct and that was basically how they lived and died, okay? And now it's like there's all this additional information that's available, it's not all up to the CEO, uh, you know, again, Still have to have good instincts, still have to kind of be able to sort of analyze some things. But in terms of your marketing ex- expenditure, that is something that that uh, that requires that process, requires that ability to look beyond just one particular number. Whether you're talking about a six-month program or a one-year or an 18-month program, it has to be more than just the ROI.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that goes to sort of the third point is how do you get ready for... Um, preparing for and or putting in a platform so if we've if we've categorized the platform as those three things and going down the list as, as we had said and, and realizing yeah you know what i can answer those questions to your point kev on the measurement side i've clearly got a gap in my platform my tech stack does seem very labor intensive at least on the surface you know I've got a lot of people just you know pushing buttons and stuff that there's that there's an issue potentially there and then from a process perspective, I'm asking questions like, you know, what's our standard way that we go about running campaigns or, you know, how can we rinse and repeat this and do three times as much? And I'm not getting an answer that makes a whole lot of sense. So there's there's an issue with the platform in general, you know, not the marketing automation platform as a piece of it, but just your marketing platform. And now we wanna talk about how do you get ready for that? And I think that you're, I'll, I'll kick it off and then we can, whoever wants to jump in, but I think your point on ROI, kind of hammers into this area. I think if you have, if you're answering yes to a lot of these questions, then you, you have a solid platform. And now at this stage, what you're looking for is uh, improvements on those numbers. You know, you're trying to understand how can I take my my return on ad spend from X to Y and, and how can I drive more customers through, through this channel and how can I do potentially even Double, double my camp, double my marketing performance overall through more campaigns and activities because I already understand all this stuff. I can see it. I think a lot of people don't can't see it at all. So then they their instinct in the room is said, well, "What's the ROI?" But they don't have anything to even look at on day one. So that goes into sort of how do we actually get an organization uh, ready to have a platform to begin with. And then how long would it, you know, as part of that process, how long would it take to sort of be at a place where you feel like you've got that platform in place and you feel like you can start to have a much better conversation
1: around ROI. So who wants
0: to go first?
1: Uh, I can jump in. Um, And just to comment on ROI really quickly, like here's like a real world example, right? Like ROI is what everyone wants to see, right? They want to see increased sales, whatever sales means for any organization, but that takes time we, we talked off the top here about how everything's a sales cycle now we goose digital just ran a webinar yesterday but i can't sit here today a day later and say we've received roi on it we need to go through a three to five month sales cycle to validate that but in lieu of the ultimate roi metric of how much more revenue did we generate because of that there are indicators whether it's um, a good number of registrations relative to how we've performed in the past attendees whether it's immediate email opens and engagement after they've we've reached out to them right so there are these kinds of indicators i think are important that all build up to the ability to then um craft a story around roi but until a deal is closed in 90 to i don't know like 160 days like that's kind of what we're going to have to go off and just see how we do and then we can say well we've opened up this number of opportunities and we have this many qualified leads of the total registration numbers. So there are sort of what we would call indicators, right? Um, so as far as Mike, your actual questions, I haven't really answered that yet. I think to me, it comes down to your, your audience and business. Every, every business is a little bit different, but I think it's what is the role that these tools have to play in engaging your audience? Is it a pure top of funnel thing? Will it also engage and sort of interact with a lead through the middle of the funnel? I think that has to be known, understood, and planned for, and that'll help you understand, one, um, the kind of resources and skill sets you'll need on a marketing team. Two, the kind of technology you may or may not need uh, in order to go actually execute that. And then C, or number three, this idea of, okay, now we know how to actually plan for this, and that's going to dictate just how long it'll take to actually start running Um, some kind of program around that. So I I think you've really got to have an understanding of the role these tools will play in your marketing, lead generation, and ultimately supporting a sales cycle. And once you know that, that's really the first step. And then you can start building off, which I know Robin's going to talk about, will be sort of measurement, um, insight criteria, and ultimately, how do we determine metrics around performance? So maybe that's a Kick over to Robin. Okay. Kick over to Robin. Well,
3: first of all, I feel like I opened this whole can of beans with the with ROI. I'm glad, I'm glad we're having a whole discussion about that. But but I'll start off with with uh, Michael's original question. Uh, you know those things that you kind of ticked off, Michael. If if an organization um, is able to ask themselves the, the you know those questions where they're really identifying, you know what what are the gaps right now we we see in our movement to where we are to where we want to go you know what what, what's stopping us what's preventing us from moving forward uh technology uh resources that that's a great place to start um and moving from those gaps to saying well what do we actually want to be doing um because when we're talking about platform there's lots of different platforms out there there's no such thing as one platform that can do everything for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to understand where you want to go and, and how you want to and how you want to grow. And you know, part of that uh, is understanding um, that, I guess the 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 level of your investment. So if it's going to be a team that you either have or you, you're going to augment your team to be a very highly technical team. Well, that mean, might mean that you can uh, engage with a platform that is very sophisticated, maybe less user friendly. Versus if you said, you know what, the focus of my growth is, um, I am gonna augment my content team. We're gonna really get out and talk about the brand, our, our brand voice but we're not augmenting the technical. Well, that that sort of says it uh, dictates or leads you towards a, a, a different platform. And then there's the measurement also. And it's interesting, we have discussions with organizations sometimes where they say, um, we wanna sort of understand that the top line of, how our campaigns or how our customer growth is performing. Um, It's for the marketing team and maybe for some C-level executives. I mean, we have other teams who are saying, no, 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 we need really in-depth, detailed reporting um, from a measurement perspective. And again, that's going to detail the platform. So I guess, in a nutshell, it's understanding what you have now and what your vision is for the future and finding the right platform that's going to help you get there
2: I agree with the, the right platform also the right sort of um, the, the, the matching uh, the, the matching personnel so we've we've seen lots of scenarios where where a organization that that is is kind of like starting to add to their marketing um, their marketing artillery they'll add a A resource that is, you know, certainly looking to grow and learn and so forth. But what they really need is marketing leadership. They need somebody that really knows how to make the products work within that sort of growth strategy. That's not going to be somebody that's just new into the business. Okay, that's not going to be somebody that's new into the business world. That's going to be somebody that's been there, you know. Pick your analogy like they've they've sort of been around the uh, around the block a few times, have have uh, have learned what works, what doesn't work and can speak with an executive at that executive at that executive level. If you're just looking for someone to try a few things with, that might be a little bit different. But as Michael started this thing off with, people want to grow their businesses to grow your business. You need to sort of match up the right personnel, the technology, everything has to match up. And what people need right now is a platform that's going to help them grow. And that's going to be a, a you know, a leading platform.
0: Great. I think it's a good place to, to, uh, to, to end that off. Um, this was good. I think we'll do the next podcast on ROI. That's what I'm hearing.
1: <laughs>
0: Full blown ROI one. All right. All right. Thanks everyone. All right. All right.
2: Later.